You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Crichton. Hey! Hey, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you being on. Oh, awesome. I'm happy to be here. All right. How you been doing? Oh, good. I've just been busy editing away. You know, I've uh, been <laughs> I'm done recording. <laughs> so That's always a plus. I'm happy that you're actually done with the editing process and stuff like that and getting things together for Halloween. And we're going to be talking about that in just a minute. All right. So... I'm just going to go on ahead and introduce the show. Then you can go on ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. And then we'll talk about what we're actually talking about for Halloween. For Halloween. All right. Yeah. All right. Hello, movie lovers. And welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Crichton Hobbs with me. If you don't know him and everything, I actually interviewed him a couple of times and we actually did this back in October, which is about a year ago when we actually did this. Can you actually believe it? This is actually the first interview that we actually done was with you. And it's been a year now. Right. I know, man. I, I was amazing. Uh, yeah, I was your I was uh, your very first interviewer, you know, along with Selena. Right, exactly. And that was a lot of fun. And ever since then, we've been just real good, close friends. And, you know, you've been on several other episodes with me in the past. So I appreciate you actually taking the time out of your time just to, you know, do this podcast with me. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be here, man. I I love doing I love doing what being a part of this, you know, uh, talking about movies. I mean, that's the greatest thing in the world. Exactly. And speaking of movies, I have a little bit of movie news that we're going to go over today. And this is actually going to be Jared Leto coming back for Zack Snyder's Justice League. We also have Sony's Don't Breed sequel and Ghostbusters Afterlife getting a new release date. Then we have Nia Nacosta's Candyman set for August 2021 release. And then after that, Universal wrapping up the Fast and the Furious franchise with Lynn 
to helm the final two films. And then we have some Jamie Foxx news. He's actually going to be in a movie called Day Shift, which is actually a Netflix vampire hunter movie. So, without further ado, let's go on ahead and talk about you for a second. So, tell everyone what you've been working on. All right. So, you know, it's October. It's Halloween. And, you know, yes, I make documentaries and, you know, uh, nonfiction stuff. I mean, that's just my what I do, right? But I like to dip into horror and like non fiction, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, horror and fiction, you know. So <laughs> I was like, I started reflecting and thinking back, and I was like, I'm going to make something totally 100% free for all of my fans, my friends, and my family to watch for me, Creighton Films, and all of us just to say thank you. And I started getting on the keyboard, and I wrote out (laughs) Blinded by the Darkness, and then we shot it all, and then now I am editing, and on October 30th, um, it's going to be ready to watch for everybody for free. <laughs> awesome. And by the way, I just want to say the trailer is very good. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to put the trailer into the show notes so everybody can actually see it. Ooh. But... The, you're very welcome. And the trailer is very good. I have to say it has a little bit of a song kind of flavor with the uh, with the theme song that you actually have. Well, not exactly the theme song, but just the score in itself sounds like a Saw theme song, especially, too, where you actually have the killer talking in the slow-mo like, you, like the killer does on Saw. Yeah. So... Oh, go on. Right. I mean, and actually, that that voice that you hear... That's me. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's actually pretty cool, though, that you actually got a chance to actually edit that and do that yourself. I give you props for Thank that. You. You're very welcome, because I know I couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> I'll probably make it sound like a chipmunk. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I mean, like with me, man, I mean, so I was able to really get to play, you know, like, like use my imagination and play with it. So, but my question was this though: like, I remember when you were teasing little bits of it and everything. I'm like, okay, so is this something that's gonna be for Halloween? I thought you were kidnapping yourself. I didn't know what you were doing first because the way the trailer actually sets up. I'm like, okay, what is Crane actually up to? This has like a little bit of Blair Witch Project kind of feel to it, right. too. And, and also, I was like, what else is he up to? Because then you started growing the beard, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I know it's too soon for No Shave November, so he's got to be doing something a little bit eerie for right. Halloween. Right? Oh yeah, uh, I, I let it go. I mean, I like, I let the haircut, the hair go. <laughs> I didn't get a haircut. I was like, nah, I'm going to let my curls flamboyantly go and curl. You know, I was like, yeah. (laughs) uh, But yeah, when I act into or I act for a film, I'm like a lot of actors. I go deep dive into it. And 
you know, because I've always believed that when an actor is doing a film and it's like, um, the best way I could ex- describe it is, you know, have you heard the stories about how Jim Carrey, how he was like, like he, people thought he was possessed and he was a- actually Andy Warhol. Or, oh, yeah, right. I remember that. Whenever he, yeah. right. I, no, yeah, so that's the same thing. When I get into a role, that's where I like to put myself to that, almost that point, to, because I want to do my best performance and best directing uh, for anybody, you know, anybody and everybody who might, you know, give me <laughs> their time to watch it, you know? Exactly, and I'm thinking that this thing is going to be really good from what I saw with the trailer. And I know you can't give out too many plot details or anything like that or synopsis on it, but I I don't know if you can or not. Could um, you or no? Yeah, I can. I can. I know what that. Okay. All right. So basically, blinded by the darkness. Um, I was um rather inspired. Because I watched a documentary about, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Ed, Ed Snow, Edward Snow. Uh, no, okay, not on here. All right. So Edward Snowden, or Edward Snowden, uh, he was like a guy that spoke out against uh, Facebook a year, like back when Obama was president. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember okay, him so- now. It was like, you know, when I watched that documentary, I was like, my gosh, this is like, you know, Big Brother type thing, right? So when I watched that, I was like, that would be kind of cool to do a Big Brother thing, but it's like Big Brother for hire. And it, yeah, so, Hmm. and it's like, wait a minute, this is not only like a Big Brother thing, but they go to the rich people that have some type of vendetta, you know? (laughs) And so my, you know, my thing just, um, you know, my imagination went wild and I was like, all right, so I think I can come up with something. But the, the way that I filmed it, you know, it was like, when you watch it, I don't answer your question all the way. I give you just enough, just a taste of where, like, you and your girlfriend would watch this, you know? And y'all would Mm -hmm. sit there for 30 minutes and discuss and debate, literally, what it means to you. And then y'all would probably get so aggravated with each other, like, look, dang it, let's just rewatch it. (laughs) (laughs) And... You see, I like stuff like that, though, because it gives us a chance, right, it gives us a chance to use our imaginations and actually dictate stuff on our own merit rather than something that's actually yeah, self-explained. and, you know, when I showed the trailer, uh, you know, I let it go public today, actually, and um, I, I sent it to, like, friends of mine that were, like, hardcore horror. I mean, there's, like, nothing, they can watch anything, and they're like, eh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, 
And then when they watched it, they was like, what's this about? You know? <laughs> I was like, right. the ultimate compliment coming from you. You know? <laughs> and I like that, though, because a lot of companies, a lot of studios actually give away too much mm-hmm. in a trailer. But you just give a taste. And it's, you know what? If studios were able to do this, and some studios yeah. are, you know, it would actually make us want to right. see more. Because we're curious as to what this film's about, rather than you telling us that what yeah, this movie's right. about. Exactly. You, you've got to be curious enough to go pay the admission price to go see it, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I but didn't yeah. give away the plot of the story or nothing, but, um, you know, and like right now I'm writing um, because after I've, you know, I'm still editing the movie. I'm just like fine in it, but like right now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it's probably going to maybe be like a web series kind of thing. So, I mean, okay. if it does good, if I get enough traction off of it and enough, you know, people that's like, you you have got to make a web series. <laughs> then, yeah. That'd be awesome, though. I mean, I would be down yeah, to see something like that. And to thanks. be honest and with I you. talked to my distributor uh, today, actually, and they was like, what? They was like, yeah, if you make a web series, we're totally down. I was like, awesome. You know, <laughs> Right, that's that's just fantastic. I'm I'm always happy to see new uh, content from you, especially the way you think, especially the way that you actually are able to come Ooh, up with new ideas. So I'm excited for this. I'm really am. I cannot wait to actually see this yeah, film in this full content. The, the, I know it's going to be kind of disappointing because it's just it's a short film, so it, that means it's thirty minutes or less. <laughs> Well, it's open for the uh, interpretation, yeah. though. <laughs> so that's what I like, too. I mean, I, I could just see that it just goes to pitch black, and then there goes your who's editing, it goes to the actors' names, yeah. stuff like that. But it's open for interpretation until the next episode or whatever that yeah. you're going to do next yeah, week. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, awesome, you know. But, but yeah, that's what I've I've been doing here lately. Okay. And another thing, too, guys, if you guys are kind of curious, we are actually going to be doing a whole interview on the 31st on Halloween on, our, on my YouTube channel. And it's going to be a live stream. So it's going to be at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And it's going to be a one on one interview for this film. By then, you guys should be able to have a chance to check it out. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, whatever. What are you doing listening to the interview? Go on ahead and check it out first before you check out the interview. But if you if you don't mind spoilers, go on ahead and watch the interview and stuff like that. And we'll go on ahead yeah, and spoil I, the hell out of it for you. And then you're just going ahead and watch right. the movie. And yeah. And uh, also, <laughs> I, I, just before we get into the news, just another little update on me uh, and my little part of the crazy media world. But. The end of this week or possibly next week, how many chances should be released? Awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I actually interviewed Crichton for that documentary. It's a great documentary. I strongly recommend that you guys actually check that out when when awesome. it's actually released. Thanks. 
So, another thing too, guys. I was this is just me cleaning house a little bit, but um, I know that we were supposed to do a Sleepy Hollow review. That's going to be postponed until Tuesday. So you're going to actually have a Sleepy Hollow review with me, my friend Rick, and Rossi McCree, who was actually on the show for an interview. So that's going to be fun. And then tomorrow, I actually have uh, an independent director and cinematographer coming on the show tomorrow. And they actually came out with like a little small independent film project. So I got to catch up with them tonight and everything after the podcast. But, you know, that's what I have going on in my neck of the woods. Thank you. Thank you, man. I do appreciate it. So, you've got news, right? Yes, I got news. Let me just say a disclaimer. If, uh, you know, people who do not know John, in another life, he was James Jameson in uh, Spider-Man. He was the guy (laughs) that goes out there and gets the movie news for all of you to sit and enjoy. This is the same guy, John, that Googles for one hour straight of all the news to, for you to know. That way you ain't got to do it. You can just listen and hear. So, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. Exactly. It is time for John to give you the movie news. All right. So, as I mentioned, Jerry Leto is going to be back as the Joker in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League movie, uh, Justice League uh, extended cut that that's going to be coming on HBO Max. And, you know, I, I'm actually happy that we're actually getting this. This thing is going to come out in two, 2021, and it's going to be broken up to four one-hour parts that will also be released as one four-hour well, t- film. You know. It, mm-hmm. So what do you think of this news about Jared Leto coming Well, back? as long as it's not overplayed, you know, I mean, if which I'm pretty sure that Zach, Snyder has got it down, you know, or yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, crap on it yet by no means because I haven't seen it, you know, right. And I know a lot of people are like, well, this is the worst thing since I've seen in all 2020. I'm like, look. It's like there's a lot of other stuff that tops Jared stuff. But come on. Okay. This is what I'm thinking. Okay. You know, David uh, Goyer, I believe, he was actually the guy who actually directed Suicide Squad. Not David Goyer, but I forgot the director's name that directed the very first Suicide Squad movie. David Ayer. That's who I'm thinking of. So, anyways, what I'm thinking is. That this is going to be a whole total different thing than what we got with an, mm-hmm. uh, with ear. Mm-hmm. Because think of it like this: Snyder's whole entire perspective is totally different. What ears is ears is all about the cheesiness, right. the fun of something. Zach can do that, but in a darker yeah. tone kind of way to make it a lot more yeah. serious and let it yeah. flow better. And and I think that with Zach. He saw the mistakes, and he listened to the fans' complaints about Jay Leto's Joker. And I'm hoping that he has the vision how to make those corrections, you know. 
Well, I remember that uh, also, too, we're also going to get Joe Maganello as Deathstroke mm-hmm. in this movie, though, too. Which they got rid of completely for this new Batman movie and everything, because originally it was supposed to be Ben Affleck yeah. and Joe Maganello being yeah. in the same film. And their height differences is... The only thing that's different about their uh, height yeah. difference is the reach between the two. So I really wanted to see a face-off between the two of them. So I'm hoping with this Zack Snyder film that we actually do see them yeah. face-off against each other. And also, too, with Jared Leto, let's go back to that. Um, I'm actually excited to see what they're actually going to do. And there's, and I, by the way, guys, I know that everybody does not like the Jared Leto Joker or whatever. But it does not matter who was going to play the Joker. Because that Joker would still look the same and everything, and still act the same that Jared Leto did, because that's what the yeah. screenplay called for. So it didn't matter who got it. You can get Joe Blow off the street, and it would still be the same right. look as the Joker. Right. So, you guys hating on the look of the Joker and stuff like that, because of the grills, the tattoos, and stuff like that, is still going to be the same type of character. Despite the fact that there's somebody else playing him. But I'm all for it. I mean, I'm excited to actually see Jared actually go on ahead, have his screen right. time that he deserves. Right. And, right, because he actually deserved it. It was not his fault that Suicide Squad was actually choppy. And even with the extended cut, yeah. it was still choppy. Yeah, it, it just, it, it was just one of them where <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope and that he does really well with it. And Really, what all of us can do is just watch it when it comes out, and then we'll uh, we'll do the dance when it comes. <laughs> exactly. So, what uh, other with the topics and everything that I mentioned? What else do you want? What topic do you want to go to um, now? You can pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sony's don't breed sequel. And Ghostbusters Afterlife gets a new release date. So, what did you think about Don't Breathe? Did you like that movie, or what did, or you didn't like? What was that one about? It's a matter of fact, Stephen Lang in it. He plays the old man who's retired from the Marines or military, and he's got these kids break into his house to steal from him. And basically what happens is he locks those kids inside the house with him and boards up the windows and starts killing these kids for breaking into his house. And he's blind. Oh. Huh. Well. You haven't seen this. Huh. It's it's a really good film. It's Get this. It only cost them $6 million to make. Wow. Oh, gosh. Well, this is out, like, now or... Yeah, um, this movie came. The first one came out around 2016, I believe. Okay. And I enjoyed the film because I remember going into the theaters and being blown away with it. And of course, I was always looking around, seeing other people's reactions, and scared to breathe inside the movie theater because they were thinking that Stephen Lang would come across that uh, screen and come through them and kill them. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wow! But I'm happy. This this excites me that the get this. 
they actually made the announcement last week that it's on filming, it's in the can. All they're waiting on now is the release. Yeah. So that release is actually going to be coming out August 13th of 2021. Right. Yeah. That's smart with the release of it. Yeah. I mean, right. Because that's, I want to say, oh, go on. But, you know. No, no, no. Go on. Sorry. It it sucks for, you know, all of us who enjoy going and watching the movies, but, you know, on a, standpoint of safety and business and this and that, I, I can I can see where they're coming from. Most definitely. I'm actually ha- surprised that they were able to do this during COVID yeah. with the filming, which is actually impressive, and they did it under wraps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually impressive that <laughs> there was no um there was no press. There was no leaks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I knew the sequel was coming for a while, but it's kind of surprising, though. Yeah, that's great. Well, well, that that gives me something to look forward to to August for sure. <laughs> uh, what I'm gonna get to horror movies being released in the summertime and seeing what you think about it in a few minutes because of the Candyman release date. So I wanted to get your input on that because this is also kind of a horror suspense kind of movie. So I want to get your intake on that. Okay. In a few minutes. Uh, then Ghostbusters Afterlife, that's on June 11, 2021. Oh, okay. All right. Well. So I'm actually excited about this new Ghostbusters movie. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this uh, film for Ghostbusters Afterlife, how the original cast actually connects with it yeah, and seeing what these characters do. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, so it's coming out in June. Yep, June 11, 2021. So that's going to be the, you know, probably the blockbuster summer movie type thing. Yeah, that's going to be the uh, Ghostbusters sum- uh, blockbuster summer movie. Mm-hmm, because, yeah, I, I mean, I know that the cast is just unbelievable in that. So it, it's like, you know, if they come out with a vaccine and everybody's vaccinated and the movie, you know, if life goes back to kind of like normal. <laughs> right, which I hope it does. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I'm going to be one of the, well, not one of the first people at the movie theaters to see it, but I'll be there. I'm going to go and buy me a ticket to watch Ghostbusters. And... Same here. So, yeah. Hello? Uh, yeah. That, that gives okay. me uh, something else to look forward to, as in a summer movie, you know? Right. And I can understand that because, you know, it's the summertime. Everybody has their kids out of school. And everything, and that's actually a perfect time to actually release a Ghostbusters film during the summertime because I think that's actually perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, uh, another thing I want to actually talk about too with Don't Breed Two, and if in case anybody's actually wondering if this is actually going to center around where the first one le- leaves off, it's not going to be the same rehashed thing that actually happens from the first film, I believe. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, this will actually take place several years after the home invasion of the first movie, with the blind man leaving his quiet solace until his past 
sins catch up to him. And according to Bloody Disgusting, Lang's blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphan from a house fire. Their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. Oh. Wow. So, what do you think about that? I like that. Yeah, there's all kind of deep issues there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? In a way, it kind of sounds like taken in a sense as well. But it's involving a blind yeah, guy, right? That's <laughs> it's not the superhuman strength of Liam Nielsen. It's a blind guy, you know. But uh, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely go and see it. You know, right? I'm glad that it's not the same rehash where the same girl is trying to get revenge on him and all that yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah. You I, know, I want something different. You know, or show me something that I haven't you know, experienced yet, so. Exactly. And that's how I feel about it, too. I'm glad that they are not doing the same thing, so it makes me happy that they're doing it that way. Yeah, that's really great. Let's see here. Next we have Nia DaCosta's Candyman set for August 2021 release. All right. So, what do you think about the release date for August 2021? I know that they were going to release this in this in October of this year, I believe. Yeah. But what do you think about horror movies being released in the summertime? Well, I mean, yay and nay. I mean, um, you know, if it's summertime, sometimes... <laughs> If you do it at an odd, oddish thing, oddish time, and there's like no horror movies around except for that one, why not? Right. I can definitely see it that way. Another thing, though, too, is this is going back to my Hocus Pocus review. Get this. Disney at the time was going to release two Halloween movies. And one was, in fact, Nightmare Before Christmas, and the other one was Hocus Pocus. So, guess what they did? They released Hocus Pocus in July. Yeah. And then they released um, A Nightmare Before Christmas in October for a Halloween movie. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense. You would think that they would go on ahead and do something different, where it's like, (laughs) okay, well, why don't we put one in October and maybe one in November for Christmas or somewhere along those yeah. lines. But um, it's actually for me, this is me coming off the cuff of it. It's hard for me to actually feel like it's Halloween yeah. in the summertime, yeah. and especially when it's a hard yeah. film. <laughs> you know, but. We do see horror movies being released in the summertime, and it doesn't really bother yeah. me. I think it's the fact that there's certain themes that really gets people upset, like Candyman or Halloween being released in August or September, which actually happened with H two O. Right. Yeah. But right, I can understand them being mad about that because these are characters that we all knew mm-hmm. and love. 
being released in the summertime, opposed to just a, a original scream, uh, you know, a, just a regular average horror movie that we haven't heard of just being released in the summertime. I can actually understand yeah. that. But it's just hard for me as a film fan, as a, someone that loves Halloween, try and be scared and psyched up for a Halloween movie, to, for a horror movie that feels like it should be in right. Halloween. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we are really, we're all kind of starving for something, you know, for the movie. We all, as human beings, right. are like, God, I want to go back to the movies, you know, and see something. So it sounds like to me that they're trying to give each and like once a month, there's definitely going to be some type of big budget blockbuster thing, you know? <laughs> exactly. And this has definitely been on my list yeah. to go and see because I definitely love the marketing for it. I did a trailer review for it several months back before this COVID mess happened. And I'm psyched up to see this new mm-hmm. Candyman movie. And, you know, for people that are, you know, pretty much mad about this, Think of it like this. We don't have any movies right now and everything. So why are you mad about a movie being released at a certain time? I understand that it may not feel like a Halloween movie like I do, but I can also understand from a studio's perspective and put my own feelings aside for a minute and think of it from a studio standpoint is be like, hey, look, we haven't had a film out of theaters in X amount of months or a year. Let's go in and put this thing out. People are starving for it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. What it? When's it coming out? In August. Yeah, September. it's coming out August of two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, September, October. Uh, I don't know what you know. I'm sure it has to do with some type of contract, you know, type of deal. You know, uh, I would think. Because, uh, you know, that's I think that's kind of like the thing that happened with the New Mutants. You know, they, they had a contract and it was like, it's got to be in the movie theaters. <laughs> you know. Right. Then, well, then it goes to video on demand. But... Right. But don't forget, though, too, this is also during the Disney takeover mm-hmm, with Fox. Yeah. As well. And Disney did not know what to do with this film. (laughs) You know, because they kept pushing it back, pushing it back. Then finally, they're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just put it on uh, out in the theaters for a limited time. (laughs) Yeah. So, because originally this movie was supposed to be written, that movie was supposed to be rated R and supposed to be horror. And then they did some reshoots. Fox did some reshoots at the time before it took before Disney took over. And by the time that it took over, it got held uh, back. Yeah, it was like two years or <laughs> more. Right. And at that time, I was actually getting fatigued at hearing about New Mutants. I'm like, you know what? When it's released, I'll talk about it, okay? Then I'll have some realization that it's actually happening. Until then, I'm just going to let yeah. this rest. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. That's also how I felt the feel about this uh Tom Holland uh film that's based off a video game for Unch- Uncharted. Yeah. And it kept on you had directors leaving, you had actors leaving. Every single day it was always something new. I'm like, 
okay, at this time, I'm actually getting kind of tired of actually reporting this. This sounds like a Creighton Films production. <laughs> Directors and actors. <laughs> oh, God, you know. Right. As a matter of fact, I actually said the spin wheel is actually still spinning from people coming out of the lot. Right. <laughs> from leaving. <laughs> at least they still have Tom Holland. So, uh... Right. And they still have Mark yeah. Wahlberg. But yeah, that's... But get this, though. This film is actually breaking production. It was supposed to break production, and then guess what? Yeah. COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just crazy, you know? But I think it's supposed to break production again. So, I'm actually happy that it's actually yeah. going to be happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well... So, but you know, I I can you know with everything that everybody's been going through, you know, basically not going to the movies, and uh, you know, it, it seems like to me it's like one month you got one movie, and then the next month you got like Ghostbusters, and then after that you got Candyman. So it's like once a month. You got that one movie that you're just looking forward to, you know, to go into the theaters to see. Exactly. So that's the way I'm looking at it, though, too, because they want to play catch up with their movies from from this year. So what better way to do it is do it once a month and then you get caught up and you can do the 2021 movies that were supposed to be released in 2021. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the whole the the well-oiled machine of making movies has just been totally screwed up. You know, um, like, I, I can tell you, and yeah, you could ask any director, you can ask that director you're going to ask tomorrow, he's like, look, say you get a week behind shooting, does that screw up everything? They'll be like, yeah, that really does. <laughs> I mean, bad. So you can imagine what it would be like with months and months of major multi-millions and millions of dollars. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're trying to, you know, give people something to look forward to, you know, but in bites, I think. Exactly. And another thing, though, too, that I want to actually mention is the fact that you know, I'm actually happy that we're going to be going into 2021 at the possibility of actually seeing some of these movies in a movie theater. Because I know AMC right now is on the verge of bankruptcy, which I hope that something winds up right. happening with yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, hey, I hate it. I hate it that, you know, any business is going to go into bankruptcy, but uh, I, I can't say either way because AMC has never showed any of my movies. So I. <laughs> Right. So it's like, eh. <laughs> but, uh, so now we're going to go on ahead and get to one of the, probably the dumbest franchises known to man. Ah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I used to be a diehard fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, yeah. I used to love love the Fast and the Furious franchise. And because I can actually turn off my brain for two and a half hours. Yeah. Watch a bunch of one-liners and not have to worry about anything. Right. And suspend disbelief. 
I can honestly tell you, I have never seen one Fast and the Furious movie. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. The very first Fast and the Furious movie will feel like Point Break. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the God honest truth. The very, if you look at the very first movie for the Fast and the Furious movie, it's like Point Break. The f- same formula, the same type of things. For one thing, you're cleaning surfboards in for cars. Uh, yeah, right. They're do- and that, and they're doing speed racing and stuff like that, illegal uh, street racing. But then after that, it started becoming this thing where they started doing black op missions and different things like that. Uh, it sounded like it went from point break to uh, they wanted to go and take a comic version of it. You know, Well, to me, whenever I saw this, I saw that they were embracing the ridiculousness of it and not trying to take it seriously like they did in the first one. Yeah. So I was actually happy to see some ridiculousness from it. Right. But I'm actually happy that they actually are going to be wrapping the Fast and the Furious franchise up. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> look, you can only, like, if, you know, and I'm speaking on from people that I know who's work on, you know, big budget films and stuff. So if you make one great, great movie, and they're like, hey, we want to make a sequel, a prequel, and a whatever else, you know, make it a trilogy thingy or a, a franchise. Well, you're going to milk that cow till it, till it stops, you know, putting out milk, really. And Exactly. Yeah, and I think that, you know, how, how many years they've been making Fast and Furious? How many? Since 2001. Uh, yeah, and they really nineteen <laughs> years of Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this: I do, I did love the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff of Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. I did love the chemistry between Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. I wanted to see more of that versus what I've been seeing. And you want to know what made me fall out of love with the Fast and the Furious franchise? Uh-uh. Okay, they made Tokyo Drift, and get this, Fast and Furious was at the verge of going straight to DVD. Yeah. That franchise was getting close to being marketed for straight-to-DVD release until the very end. At that time, Van Diesel was like a hot spot name. Yeah. And they keyed him in at the very end of the movie, and that gave us a setup for a whole new batch of Fast and Furious movies. But what the, but what they did was in Tokyo Drift was they killed off one of their characters. All right? Mm-hmm. And then in one of the Fast and the Furious movies, they bring in Jason Statham. Jason Statham was the one who killed that character in that film. Uh. Okay? And then it becomes this little revenge plot type thing that we see in the next Fast and the Furious film. So... This is what now. Let's go and fast forward. Fast forward all the other uh, Fast and Furious movies, and then all of a sudden they decide they're bringing this character back. Right. The character they killed off, they're bringing them back. Like and huh? Like these characters died and they brought them back. Yeah, this one character is just one key character. 
that died, and they brought that character back. Is it because it shows? Huh? Are they like vampires or something? That speed. I. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, everybody's a superhero in this movie because the stuff that they do. If you actually saw the trailer for this new one. It actually feels like an Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> you actually look at it. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, you just ruined the whole entire franchise for me. Yeah. Because of the fact that we had this emotional attachment to this character that we all loved. Mm-hmm. And you kill them off. And now he's back. So that emotional attachment to that character is gone. The guilt that Jason Statham had for killing that character is gone now. <laughs> so, uh, and I had a lot of people that got pissed off at me for saying that. I'm like, well, you have us invested this long yeah. into this franchise, and then you killed off a character that we love. The emotional attachment to that character is now gone. The guilt that Jason Statham carried is now gone. So, what's the point <laughs> of me even seeing this film? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Uh, It sounds like they just, uh, it's like they were just hiring writers to just come off the street and be like, you want to write a movie? You know? (laughs) Right. And get this, in Fast 9, Van Diesel's Don Toretto is leading a quiet life off the grid with Liddy and his son, Little Brian, which is named after Paul Walker's uh, character, mm-hmm. they but they know that danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, that threat will force Dom to confront the sins of his past if he's going to save those he loves most. His crew joins together to stop the role-shattering plot led by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver. <laughs> they've ever encountered. Get this, a man who ha- also happens to be Don's, Dom's forsaken brother, Jacob, who's played by John Cena. Oh my god, this is... <laughs> I was expecting you to say a special appearance by Iron Fist, you know? <laughs> oh god. And... <laughs> And at that time, they were, I don't know if you remember the beef that The Rock and Vin Diesel were having. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At that time. But you can definitely tell, well, you know what? Since Finn is having dealings with The Rock, since they're not getting along, let's get another wrestler in his place. <laughs> let's go on ahead and get John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stupid. And John Cena and everything is a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. But he's not a caliber. I'm not saying The Rock is a great actor, phenomenal actor, or whatever. But he worked himself up to get to that charisma, that whole entire thing where he's uh, has his own show, like Ballers, and his own TV shows. Right. Yeah. John Cena has not been on that same level. Mm -mm. No, I mean, well, if they (laughs) want to shuck out the money toward them, okay, their money. Right, not mine. Uh, but now that movie is supposed to be on May twenty eighth of two thousand twenty one, and Justin Lin is directing the last two Fast and the Furious franchise. And yes, there is a rumor saying that they want to put him out in space. 
there is a rumor. So, you know what? Everybody's complaining. Oh, that is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. I said, let them do it. Because... <laughs> you know why I said let them do it? Because we already saw what happens when you put things that don't belong in space in a franchise... That has nothing to do with that doesn't need to be in space. Leprechaun in space, they killed that franchise. Right. Then you also have Jason X, Jason 10. They put him in space. So yeah, put them going ahead and do it. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my god, they're racing in space, and then here comes Luke, you know. Right. But you know what else would be funny, though, is having them race on the Great Wall of China. That would be the next thing that they're going to do. Oh, my God. Up electric scooters, you know. <laughs> no, that's, that's just going to be the new uh, Rambo movie, uh, Rambo Brout, where uh, he's going to learn how to break out of a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, with this franchise, I don't have that much. I, I'm done with the Fast and the Furious franchise as a whole. Yeah, I'm just don't care anymore. I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could care about it. That trailer made me not care about it. I just don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I totally got you. Lost me completely at space. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the rumor for the tenth movie yeah. or the eleventh movie because they are ending it after eleven. Yeah. Well, Good grief. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So okay, so let's go on ahead and talk about Jamie Fox. <laughs> All right. So this is actually something that I'm actually excited about. I've been wanting a new vampire film yeah. for a while, and this movie's called Day Shift, and it's going to be a Netflix movie. And, you know, and of course, get this, Ariel uh, Showman's superhero film, Project Power, it looks like the Oscar winner, Jamie Foxx, has already set up for his next uh, role in Nef- for Netflix uh, project as he officially signs on for the leading role in the upcoming Vampire Hunter film titled Day Shift. On top of headlining, Fox is also set as an executive producer, the film Heels from John Wick director Chad Selinski, which I'm actually happy about. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what the... Sh- okay. Now, this is actually coming from The Wrap. The Wrap is actually a good source if you guys are actually looking for uh, your entertainment news besides my website. The Wrap is a good source that you guys can get your information from. But this is what they have to say about the synopsis for Day Shift. Day Shift is a pulse-pounding thrill ride with action. Danger and grounded comedy mixed with deep mythology, the key ingredients for the absolute best time you can uh, have watching a movie. Producer Sean Reddick said in a statement with the rap, we couldn't be more excited about producing this at Netflix with Jamie Foxx starring. And Soliski added, I've known and worked with JJ for a long time. His unique vision of Day Shift makes it such a great first directional uh, direct directorial project for him. So this is actually his first movie that he's actually going to be doing. Yeah. So what do you think of this? What do you think? Okay, so this is like a 
uh, a director that Scott has shot making a big, big deal like this, right? This right. Okay, so I think he's going to do really, really good because, one, he's around actors, like the lead actors and, you know, actresses and stuff, but he's also around producers and people like the John Wick producer. Uh, you know, Jamie Foxx has also produced other stuff. So this director is around a good team of people, you know. Right. He's going to be able to direct this thing and make this, you know, now that's up to the director. But I really, I really think that it's going to be good. I really do, because it sounds like a, uh, if I had to give it a percentage, I would say it's 95% already in the bag for me. Same here as well. You put Jamie Foxx in there, I'll watch just about anything with Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And everything, and it's also a Netflix film. Uh, something I like about Netflix is they let their... Uh, directors have the creative control of whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's so. I like that about them. Mm-hmm. And and Netflix is a little bit more um, uh, open minded to just you know not say you know like big budget films unless you're Robert Downey Jr. or something. You know you better right. stick to the what you what's on the script type thing uh but netflix has learned with these originals if an actor says something just improving it might be golden <laughs> so they'll, exactly yeah they're, they're like yeah you want to spend another hour just improving go ahead you know or... right because they can actually probably do something that they didn't think about that the script might have called for mm-hmm. so i really think that you know, to, what it sounds like to me is like with this director, this is kind of like the Steven Spielberg when he directed Jaws and that put him on the map. Right. Same thing with this director. If he does it good and he he has a hit with it, that dude will never have to worry about a job in Hollywood ever. <laughs> I, right, that's my that's my exact thoughts though too. Um, because another thing though too, I'm glad that they're actually putting them on something smaller. Yeah. Because if you just say, okay, this guy, let's say for example that it's a big budget film like Star Wars, and it's his first time ever directing a movie, I would actually be hesitant to actually see that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, it's like. When you direct, you know, you've, you've got to have some, you got to have a little bit of uh, experience to, to start playing with the big boys. You know what I mean? So, but I, I, I feel really good about this. You know, um, I'm excited, actually. I am, too. I cannot wait to actually hear this. Um. Let's see here. I actually had a question from... Matter of fact, I actually tweeted on our Movie Lovers Unite's Twitter page, and basically what I did was... You know me. I'm always about letting our fans ask questions. Right. And a matter of fact, 
I asked the question, was there anybody that would like to actually have any news topics, something like that, or movie topics that you want me to go over? And they asked me, who is the best action movie star of all time? Ooh. So who would be in your caliber of the best? Have you already got one picked out? <laughs> Mine runs between the 80s and 90s. All right. Uh, superstars back in those days. Mm-hmm. Who Who is yours? Well, you can't go wrong with Arnie and uh, Sly. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, because those are the two standouts. Mm-hmm. But as far as action stars, I'm not going to go and based off of everybody else's thing at all. Because people will say Van Damme. People will say Arnold Schwarzenegger. People will say Sylvester Stallone, which I don't mind. I have no problem with that. But I like to be a little bit different. I want to think outside the box. And I have to go with Jackie Chan. Right. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. That's right. That is great. Yeah, I'm a Jackie. God bless. How many bones has he broken? <laughs> Over 200 bones or 100 and something bones, I oh believe. Especially... But the very first Jackie Chan film I watched in the 90s was actually Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, that's right. I remember that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have one picked mm-hmm. out? Yeah. Actually, I have two. Okay. One, my first one is old school, and it's Bruce Lee. Ah, okay. Uh, that's my very first old school guy, you know, because uh, if you watch the original films and stuff, I mean, he for that time, oh my God, I mean, it was like, how does this person even move? You know? <laughs> it's like, good grief. Uh, so to me, that's always my, you know, favorite from oldies. Uh, okay. New, new person, sh- well, not new, but you know, uh, modern. It's believe it or not, I like Keanu Reeves in like his John Wick stuff. Okay, I like Keanu Reeves. I like him as an actor. I really thought about him though too and Bruce Lee so I'm actually glad that you put yeah, him down because you know to me John Wick I mean you know to me he's not like he's not he's kind of almost an opposite in a way like yeah of Bruce Lee because he's it's like he he's uh normal but he's just a superb he's got the intellect of you know <laughs> of knowing how to fight you know that type of stuff right and get this i i didn't know if you knew this about the john wick movies or the very first john wick movie but did you know that they only released the trailer a week before it's released yeah oh i didn't know that it was a week oh yeah wow and it became a smash hit that goes to show you how much uh power of word of mouth mm-hmm. goes whenever something is good. Yeah. Wow. Dang, I'm I'm only nine days, eight or nine days away from mine being released. 
<laughs> hey, you know, Sawball might actually want a sequel to your movie. So, probably my god niece Kara is going to be like, I want to see more. Oh, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much everything I have as far as movie news thing I have. But there is one little small thing that I want to mention is this. Jake Gyllenhaal actually has something coming up, though, with HBO. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called The Sun, and it's a limited series uh, that's going to be directed and uh, produced by Dennis Villeneuve. I believe that's how you actually say his name. Uh, But yeah, he's actually going to be in a limited series. Let me see if I get a synopsis on it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so it's based off of a novel by author Joe Nespo, I believe. And it's a tale of vengeance set Oslo's brutal anarchy of corruption. So, okay. So this guy named Jonah and Lisa Lisa are formidable creative force and are excited to collaborate with them alongside the brilliant Leonard to adapt Joe uh, Nesbo's novel, said Francis, Francisca. Uh, let's see. Dennis is a master of weaving visually equities and unique narratives. Jake is a gifted actor and, pro- and, and producer whose work often uh, travers uh, proactive and compelling Tyrion. And of course, he and Dennis have collaborated brilliantly in the past. We are beyond excited to see how this powerhouse team tackles this exceptional work. So... So that's what it's about. Actually, about it's about corruption and, mm-hmm. uh, her, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I like a good corruption movie. Why not? You know, I mean, same here. I mean, so I mean, my God, I mean, that's yeah. So that's yeah. See, if I if like whenever the trailer comes out, I would be like, yep, I definitely want to watch that. You know. And uh, that would be one of those where you just kind of watch it at your house, you know, but, you know, or type of thing. Exactly. And I like the fact that it's a limited series because they don't know exactly if this thing's actually going to work or not. Yeah. So seven episodes is actually perfect. Yeah. If the, uh, that's just me guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not too much and it's not too little. It's. If it goes great, then guess what? HBO will make another one, and they'll shuck out the money for it, you know? Exactly. Because the perfect example of that is The Sopranos, because they didn't realize how much of a hit they had (laughs) until, like, later on. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's smart marketing to do limited series. I think it's actually Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. All right. So, is there anything else that you wanted to add, or um, or anything like that? No, um, not that right off the top of my head that I could okay. think of. Um, the only thing that I could possibly possibly think of is I would like for Frenchie one day to call me and sing Happy Birthday to me in French. Like he did for Tamika. But after that, no. You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll see if I can actually make that happen. <laughs> so, Frenchie, if you're listening, 
to this, and I know you have Creighton as a friend on Facebook, go ahead, reach out to him, and even if it's just a voice recording, sing happy birthday to him and can uh, in French. Yeah, because see, I saw that video, and I saw Tamika, and I saw her, she was like, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. You know, Lord, you know. <laughs> she was not even expecting it, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I planned it perfect on that, because... I say, Frenchie, I say, you know, it's Tamika's birthday. I want to make it special for her. So can you go on ahead and sing happy birthday to her in French? And I'll do it in English. I know. She's uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if Blinded by the Darkness ever becomes a limited series or a web series or something, I, by God, if I got to fly Frenchie down here to do just voiceover work, that's what I want. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'll do yeah. it, too, because anything to probably get away from where whatever he's doing with work and everything, I know that he would actually praise right. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, um, where can everybody reach you at? What, where can they reach me? Yeah, like, where can they oh, follow okay. you at? Um, I am on Facebook <laughs> and YouTube, which, you know, that, uh, it, Creighton Films. And usually, right. the, you know, that's where, it's one of the two. I will find, you can catch me right there. And I've got a Twitter, but, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. To be honest with you, Twitter is something that I'm getting used to because all I do is advertise my yeah. stuff. So I'm trying to use it a little bit more yeah. to my advantage. Yeah, because I'm like you. I got it on my phone and I'm like, I, I set this up somehow and I just know hashtags. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do want to mention the person that actually asked me this question is from Twitter. And you can actually follow that person at thebreakroom.me is the name of his uh, Twitter handle. But he was the one that uh, reached out and wanted his question answered. So just a little FYI for people that are kind of curious about who it was. Awesome. All right. Yay. All right. And another thing, though, guys, if you guys hear a little bit of distortion in the recordings and stuff like that, I do apologize Anchor is actually probably working on the kinks and stuff like that um, as far as things go. So if you hear maybe a little bit of distortion or it seems like it sounds like Mr. Robotics going on, whereas it might sound like a robot and things like that in here, here and there, it's just Anchor being stupid uh, at the moment. So right. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as it gets done being, uh, not being wonky anymore, It'll be back to its pristine condition. I do apologize yeah. for the sound. Um, but anyways, let me go on ahead and tell you guys this. You guys can go on ahead and donate towards the show. How do you do that? You just go on ahead, go to Movie Lovers. Uh, no, matter of fact, you go to buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. You can donate me a couple of cups of coffee there. We also have a webpage called movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment news. We also have... A Pinterest now, Movie Lovers TV, Lovers Unite. We also have a Facebook page, of course, that I have up for five years now, and that's Movie Lovers TV, Lovers Unite. And then, of course, we also have Movie Lovers TV, Lovers Unite on Instagram, and it's just Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, Twitter, 
And of course, you can follow me at John DeGorio8 on Twitter. Another thing, too, guys, is we also have a GoFundMe page now. So go on ahead and everything. If you guys can, donate me a couple of dollars in here and there. Just say thank you. And also, too, guys, I just want to go ahead and do some digital movie giveaways for you guys if I can. So that will be what that's for and also some better sound equipment. But if you guys can't, I totally understand that because this pandemic has, every, has everybody in that crunch right now. But still, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show. And Crichton, man, it's been a pleasure as always to it, have you on the show. And I'm looking forward oh, to man, this interview. It was so much fun. I appreciate it. And I love listening to Movie Lovers Unite. And uh, the only thing that's missing sometimes is I wish Tamika was here. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm, just wait until she hears this, ep- uh, this episode. Okay, I'll tell me, you. Like, oh, Lord. Now I got Frenchy and Creighton on me. You know, oh, Lord. <laughs> right <laughs> right but it's always a pleasure man it's always a pleasure to have you on and like i mentioned before i'll have gianni with on the show with me talking about their movie their independent film and matter of fact what i want to do is i want to plug their independent film in if you don't mind sure. for one minute okay so the, matter of fact they actually reached out to me on instagram and you know, that's actually how you guys can actually get a hold of me is all through Instagram and everything else, too. But this film looks like it's going to be so funny and everything, too. It actually has a little bit of a 90s kind of vibe to it. It looks, it sound, it looks and it sounds really great. This movie is actually something that I'm looking forward to. And I actually watched this trailer like three times just so I can get it done. But the name of the trailer is actually going to be called the name of the movie is called Concrete Jungle. Mm. And basically what I'm gathering is like it's a coming of age kind of film where these teens are hanging out and doing things and stuff like that. So that's what I got from the trailer. But wait until we actually have the interview for tomorrow night and everything. We'll talk about that. So and all right, man. I, I appreciate huh? it, man. It was fun. Not a problem, man. It's always great to have you. I'm gonna have your trailer in the show notes as soon as we get off of here and everything. So, you know, go on ahead, follow Crichton, go on ahead, tune into us on YouTube coming up on on the 31st of on Halloween. Another thing too is you guys are actually gonna get a little bit of a treat treat from me too. We're actually going to be doing, Tamika and I are actually going to do a recording kind of early that Saturday morning. And you guys are going to get a Halloween 2009 Rob Zombie review for the audio podcast during the daytime. Awesome. So, alrighty. So, I'll hope everyone stays safe. And always until next time, bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.